0: Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the word of God.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Well, grace and peace be multiplied unto you from God, our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a pleasure to have you here with us in person, as well as those of you who are watching on line. I believe there's a word from God for us this morning that will do us some good, and I pray that it will accomplish that of which the Lord' intention and purpose it has in the earth. Matthew, the 23rd chapter, we're going to be reading at verse 25 verse 25 in the New King James Version, and it reads, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Verse 27 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like a whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Last verse, it says, Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, But inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. I want to talk to you from the subject briefly this morning entitled Inside Out. Inside Out. A question that I want to pose to you this morning is have you and have you, and I ask it to all of us, have you and I spent so much time and energy in trying to project the image or and uh, this image or this external persona that inwardly you are suffering? Have you and I spent time developing this image that you want portrayed on the outside, this persona, but yet inwardly you are suffering? Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a day and time, um, as you know, Everything is easily accessible uh, with the technology age that did not just start because of a pandemic. It's been here since 08 with the days of Facebook. I'm um, Excuse me, MySpace, where all of our friend was Tom. Amen. <laughs> At least you had one friend with Tom. And then it began to um, evolve into what we have now. And now social media is now evolving from just a social, uh, well, it's evolving from just our norms of Facebook and Instagram that we have now, whereas though now, social media will now evolve into a social VR, meaning a social virtual reality. And with these enhancements and these advancements of where we are, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it has caused all of us uh, to, or it is heightened, uh, the comparison game. Um, it's heightened the comparison game where many of us will compare ourselves to many of the lives and the celebrities or people that we may know. And, and, and what social media does is gives us a great highlight reel of what's going on externally, externally. You, 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 you have a good highlight reel where you see everything that is that we want you to see. Um, we want you to see the good stuff. We want you to see my highlight reels. It is uh, we have it. We have actual reels. We have TikToks to show off um, this external persona. And ladies and gentlemen, while all of this is good where we have platforms, it is not the platform that is, it, that is dangerous. The platform itself is not dangerous because it is the people that make up the platform that gives that platform any credence. That's right. Okay? What I'm saying is, is that in our society that we are now in, in our society, we have become so consumed to the point where, uh, where as though our external is being, we weigh our external more over than what's going on inwardly. And then while things may look like or I appear that I'm okay, many people are f- failing in this thing that is happening inwardly they're struggling and while we project a form of godliness and i can pick them up and put them down with the best of them in church and while i can have all the church and eases and all of the christendom talk people ladies and gentlemen are dying inside And we've put so much emphasis on how the outward house looks. Matter of fact, God tells us that, you know, I want to tell everybody in this room that everybody judges everybody. I don't care what nobody says. I don't go to church because I don't want to be judged. You get judged from people who don't even go to church. Everybody has the right to judge. We don't have the right judge when our stuff ain't right and we don't have the right to judge out of a place of condemnation shame or guilt but everybody judges you judge your food you make a judgment on am i going to do chick-fil-a today or am i going to do Popeyes? you make a judgment you make a judgment on do i want to be friends with that person because of what you see outwardly do i want to connect with them You make a judgment on, do I actually want to date this individual? Everyone makes a judgment. And what God tells Samuel in verse 16, what he tells Samuel, this is what happens. So Samuel got a charge from God to go and pick the next king after he has taken his hands off of Saul. He tells him to go down to Jesse's house and God teaches Samuel a lesson. He says this. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed, uh, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. The first son he looked at, Samuel made a judge like, ah, he looks good. All for his outward appearance. He made a judgment call and said, oh, we got our next king. Come on down. Pass me my oil. And this is what God said. Hold up, soldier. Verse 7 says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Let me tell you something. All of us are judging by what we see. God says that, listen, you guys can don't have the pleasure of seeing what I can see. So therefore, I got to show you, Samuel, how you discern correctly, because what you and I are prone to do naturally is to discern based upon what is presented in front of us. We are in a culture that is about outside in. That if I if I obtain what I am getting based upon physical stature, with all of this, we are always trying to improve ourselves physically. BBLs, lip injections, liposuction, Botox. Brothers, with your man units, I understand. Not only that, but outwardly, ladies and gentlemen, how much money I can obtain. Nothing wrong with money. How much appearance I can look like as I'm influential. Do you not know that social media has given everybody an opportunity to look like they have authority on an issue and they don't have anything? Because I can appear to be like I am an expert. I can be an expert dating advice. I can become an expert in, 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 in this thing and that thing. And because I look like I know what I'm talking about, I can then gain influence based upon what I appear to present myself as. And ladies and gentlemen, God says... That man judges on appearance and man will refuse a thing that is of God because it does not look right outwardly. How do I know that Jesus was rejected from his own people because he didn't look like he was a messiah. Because we're making a judgment. Oh, they must be saved because they pray loud. They do all of this. They must know God until you really get to know him. Because you think that obtaining a certain level of stature or whatever that is going to then meet what you are dealing with inwardly. But the Lord says that while you guys look at what's going on outwardly, I look inwardly to determine if a person is right for what I'm called him to do. He said, I'm looking inwardly. God is not concerned, of, God is not fooled. The scripture says that God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man soweth, he shall reap. God, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot play God as a fool. You can play man as a fool, but you can't play God as a fool. And what he was trying to show Samuel is, listen, you are about to fail again, and you're not going to learn by your prior mistake by anointing Saul because you're already looking at what this man appears to be. Change your lens from outward in to inward out. God, ladies and gentlemen, is Dealing with the hearts of people. That's what God is in the business of. Let's go further. Well, Pastor B, you haven't got the Matthew. We're going to get there. Let's build a case for a second. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is what the Lord said to Jeremiah. He said the heart is deceitful above all things. The heart is wicked. It is desperately wicked. Yeah. You and I, believe it or not, before you met Christ, before you need to be, that's why we all have to be born again. Your heart is wicked. Yeah. And guess what? Who can know it? Your heart is full of a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's true. Your heart is full of a lot of things. Help us, God. Our hearts are full with, there's many things that our heart needs to be delivered from. That's why you can't trust your feelings. Because your heart is wicked, it's fickled. Your emotions are fickled. They all need to come under the authority and the lordship of Jesus Christ. The inside, ladies and gentlemen, he said, listen, the heart is wicked. But this is what he says. I, the Lord, search the heart. And he says, I test the mind. This is very interesting. The word mind in the Hebrew actually means kidney. The word mind in Hebrew actually refers to kidney, meaning that this gives the idea, ladies and gentlemen, to us that the Lord literally there is nothing that you and I will do that escapes him. This is meaning that when we look at this verse, it is putting God as an examiner, a medical examiner, ladies and gentlemen, who is able to do a biopsy on man. And there's nothing that can escape him. When somebody dies, ladies and gentlemen, they they do an autopsy. And see what was the cause, ladies and gentlemen, of their death. And the Lord looks at us and he does an autopsy. And he can test and he can search what is in us. And knows every outer, innermost part of us. Ladies and gentlemen, and what God will do is that, listen, he will search your heart and he will put it to the test. Meaning that he will put every ulterior motive you have, everything to the test to see where you really are. Say inside out. So while you may appear to look like it, God is not fooled by it. Guess what? In God's mind, Saul was fired. While still holding the appearance of a king, he was fired. And guess what? Saul knew he was. And God is telling Jeremiah that I search all of it. And nothing catches me by surprise. Why did I take us on this trail? Because here in our text, as I come to a close, here we are. And we are presented that Jesus is talking to the multitudes. And among the multitude of people that are there, there are the scribes, there are the Pharisees, and there are the disciples. And the earlier verses of Matthew 23, ladies and gentlemen, he tells the people, he tells them to be careful of them. You Pharisees, you scribes who like to throw down the law on people, but you don't even observe it yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to just hold it to people that are who, who, who are who are supposed to have a responsibility to the word. There are things that are out in front of us. We are presented with so much stuff in front of us that you got to be careful and you got to test the spirit by the spirit. And you got to discern who is who and what is what. It's just not hell to the Pharisees. Now, while God, while Jesus was bringing down a judgment and a rebuke against them, this rebuke can go to anybody. Jesus has time today for them. And no, know, he does. Because in this, in the reality of the world we are living in, ladies and gentlemen, we are seeing people become rich over the gullibleness of other people. Because of the ambition that's within and because of this selfish ambition that is rooted in evil, it comes out outwardly. And we pretend with this false humility. Oh, I just want to serve the people of God. I just. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because a lot of people don't understand a lot of what you do comes out of what is here. All right, well, if you don't believe it, let's look at Mark 7. Jesus says this again, and he said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man? Here he says, he, verse 21, he says, For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders. He says, Deaths, covetedness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. He says, all these things, all these evil things come from within and defile a man. Yeah. The Pharisees were trying to make a big deal about what people were trying to eat. And Jesus said, it ain't about what go into them, it's what comes out. Yeah. Because what comes out, what comes out of a man's heart is what's going to manifest outwardly to people. Ladies and gentlemen, you know why people want to say that they have a problem with the church? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not one, I'm not going to hear, I'm not here to talk bad about the church. i ain't here to bash the church. We got enough of that already. That's right. That's right. We got people already, they make YouTubes, channels, and all they do is confront the church and want to talk about what other people are not doing, yada, 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 da, 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 and all of this, all this stuff. When even with you, while you may say that you have a heart to bring correction, even that is built in the the fact that you want YouTube views, subscribers, and you're making money off of the people that you are despising. I'm not here to bash the church, but here's what people who have a legitimate. I'm here to talk to people who have a legitimate reason why they feel a certain way. Not those who come up with any other thing. Because somebody called about, that's why I don't go to church. You weren't coming to the church even before that happened. You weren't coming. And also that, ladies and gentlemen, is also birthed in your own heart too. Whatever your problem is against God, but I digress. But here's what I'm saying. The real reality of it is, is that to people who have a legitimate problem is that people have, it is, it is those who, who profess and are in the positions of authority that are coming across a particular way and people are leaving by masses because our inward parts are not right. Our inward parts are not right. While everyone, we're striving to, we want numbers, we want to quote-unquote see people saved. And the truth of the matter is, you're not going to see people see genuine salvation when people are inwardly, don't have no evidence of the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. Believe it or not, people will be lost. And this is why this rebuke is so necessary and for everybody to hear it. Why? Because everyone can be subject to fall into the line of a religious Pharisee or scribe. It ain't just reserved for them. It could fall for anybody because while you're building this persona, while you're building this image, you start judging people based on this persona or this thing that you want to see. And because you feeling like you're holier than thou, you start judging out of other people. And listen, you yourself ain't right. That's right, that's right. And for all of you who quote, judge not, unless you be judged, keep reading the rest of the verses. Because the truth of the matter is you can judge, but your judgment has to come out of a place of grace. And it has to be rooted in the fact that you got yourself, you can't you can judge nothing if you got a log in your own eye. Take it, Jesus said, take it out of your eye before you can say anything. You telling people to respect their parents and you people not doing the same thing. You telling people not to do this. And listen, you're trying to profit off the people in the temple. He said, that's not right. That's not right. You telling people to love your wife and be consistent to your wife and you out here cheating on you got scandals all over the place. That doesn't make sense. This is not me coming down at anybody. It's just being honest. You cannot stand and not be honest. Because guess what? It will find you out. It will find you out. Because eventually, nothing that's out inwardly hidden here, it eventually got to come out. That's why I tell people in Dayton, give it some time. I know you googly eyed now. I know you see butterflies. And I know you see wedding rails, bells in your eyes. But the truth of the matter is, I tell people, give it some time. Because eventually, what's in the person is going to come outwardly.
0: eventually this is what any relationship it can be platonic it can be romantic it don't matter what it is give it some time because at the end of the day what is inwardly will manifest outwardly
1: hallelujah and don't tell me you don't see signs of it because there's always traces
0: of the heart that is revealing itself oh my
1: god Jesus comes back and he says you people you cleanse the outside of the cup now this is what amazes me right this is what amazes me that if we look at our cups today right a glass cup they spent time of trying to get the film and all of that stuff on the outside but you know what I found funny because I have to wash dishes a lot lately because my wife is pregnant and I've been doing it before she was. But you know, I just I got the mic and I can say whatever I want to say. But listen, what I notice, and this is what my wife gets irritated about. Sometimes it does, while it appears clean on the outside. There's some stuff inwardly that's still looking, that still can be looked at as it's coming outwardly. Have you ever washed a glass cup, right? And you thought you got the stain that you had on there off and you thinking that it's outside. But then it's not until you got to get inside the cup and take that image off. And then when you stand back, okay, this is clean. Ladies and gentlemen. What Jesus is saying that these types of people do and that we have to be careful that we don't fall into this ensnarement is by being so busy with trying to polish up what's on the outside. You got to be careful of trying to polish up what's on the outside because there's still there's some still some inward stuff that's going to show outwardly. He said, "Yeah, you try to polish up the outside, but you full of extortion. You full of self-indulgence. You all about yourself. You all about your self-righteousness." They tried to. Let me tell you something. When I think about the account that Jesus uh, about Jesus and the woman that was caught in adultery, they weren't trying to just. They weren't really. Uh, that particular scene was to try to catch Jesus up. Because really what they wanted to know is how would he come down on this woman that was caught? Because outwardly she's guilty. Jesus tells everybody, he says, well, let him without sin cast the first stone. Because all of you are inwardly in mess. And I know you are. We don't know what Jesus wrote down in the sand. But whatever he did right, it caused them to drop their stones. I'm not here to guess what he wrote. I'm just telling you it had to be detrimental enough where people was like Are you hearing what I said? Ladies and gentlemen, he said you are trying to clean the outside of the cup. That's what you guys do. See, my wife would be like, "You think you cleaning it that I look at it and it ain't really clean." Cuz you trying to you trying to you trying to do the shortcut. You got to get in there. Listen, for the longest time, I'm gonna admit, I did not know how to use a dishwasher. I called my sister up and it saved me a lot of time. But when I was right, when I was hand washing, when I was hand washing, I wanted to get just what it looked clean to me, then it was good to go. Jesus said, No, 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 listen, if you cleanse the outside of the cup, that ain't good. Because guess what? It's still dirty. You trying to call other people out on your dirt but your stuff is dirty You're dirty You're dirty. He says right watch me He says, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish but inside you are full of, uh, uh, you're full of extortion. He says, this is what Jesus recommends He says first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also. Again, if you're looking at a glass cup, if you're looking at a glass cup, it will still appear to be dirty if you did not get the inside. He's saying you got to first cleanse the inside. This is counterculture. Because we in, our, in, our, in the world system, in the system, in the world system, it's about the image. But what Jesus is saying: How else is the image going to be good if the inward parts, oh my God, is not helping to, pro- oh my God, to project who you really are? You want to know why people are living anxious and they're living so full of this, just because they're projecting images that they're really not. It's hard, ladies and gentlemen, to live a life that's fake. It's hard to keep up with trying to be two-faceded. It's hard work to try to live in that particular manner. And it's a lot of pressure. Because you are succumbing yourself to the pressure to be something that you're not. All because of what the world system says. It's about the outward look. What does it mean for you to get those surgeries to your body if you're not a person that no one will like to go out with, have a conversation with. You have nothing. Sex is more outwardly than anything. What happens after that? You have nothing to offer. I'm about to say something crazy, but I'm going to hold myself I'm going to watch myself. Let me tell you something. Certain things on people's bodies don't have a personality. Take it for what you want to have it for. <laughs> Lester, <to> clean version. <laughs> Holiness is still right. Amen. Anyway, so first cleanse <laughs> the inside. I'm going to stay away from that. First cleanse the inside of the cup and dish. That the outside may be clean also. Y'all are trying to prove me I'm not going to do it. I am not going to do it. I have a lot to say, but I'm not going to do that. He said, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish. The outside may be clean also. Why do you have to project if that's who you are? If you deal with what's inwardly first. Let me tell you something. I know y'all be like, I'm hard on the manifestors, but I want to do it anyway. You can manifest all the things you want. But guess what? Your manifestations are not going to produce what you need inwardly. Your angel numbers of what the numbers you see, your tarot cards, all of that stuff is not going to produce what you are missing inwardly. It's just not. It's just not. Here's what he says to them. For woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs which indeed appears beautiful outwardly, but inside you're full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Ladies and gentlemen, what Jesus is mentioning here is that during Passover time, what they would do is this was a form or a method that was used to whitewash the tombs to make it beautiful or purify it because the law was that if you, you can't touch any unholy, you cannot touch anything that's unclean. And so if they, talked, if they touched it, ladies and gentlemen, they would be considered ceremony unclean for seven days. And so because of Passover, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, Passover was a big event. We ain't trying to mess it up. So they would whitewash the tomb so they can make it sure that they know, hey, don't touch it. Yeah. And even if they did touch it, they would be clean. They'd be cool because, it, you know. But Jesus said, no matter how, how much you clean up a tomb, it got empty. You got dead bones in it. It's still unclean. Oh, yeah. You dead inwardly. You are dead inwardly. You are suffering in silence. Jesus. And a lot of times people project outwardly what they are suffering inwardly with. Jesus. And so you're coming down on people of something that you are personally suffering with yourself and he said don't matter how much you purify a tomb they have one purpose they got dead bones in it they are not and he's telling he's telling you're dead spiritually yeah, yeah. so what is jesus trying to tell us this morning what is what is the what is the purpose of this message my heart's intent this morning is that we will understand that as we grow as a church we wouldn't know that it starts inwardly. Yeah. You can have all the numbers in the world, you can blow up overnight, but if your people ain't right inwardly, you have a full you have a house full of dead bones. You can look the part, you can hit the shout track, you can come up with your own shout bump and all of that stuff, and still be dead, full of uncleanness, searching. For an image that thinks that will garner people to come. And Jesus saying, when you are are allowing me to do the work inwardly, you don't have to project nothing. Because that's who you are. All right, now I'm going to finish on this. Romans 12 verse 1. And this is how we let the Lord do what he's going to do. Say inside out. God wants to do a work inside out. He said, I beseech you, meaning he said, I urge you, I call you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, it's by the mercies of God. He said, I urge you, brethren, I call you. He said, by the mercies of God, that you can present your bodies a living sacrifice. The only way you can present your body as a living sacrifice is because the mercies of God. It is his mercy that he has allowed us to now into this, to into this relationship that we can now become living sacrifices. The physical temple or the physical place of worship is not, the, is, not is, 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 is no longer the house. It, it's, it's the people of God that are now houses for God to dwell in. He said that you may present your bodies a living sacrifice. Watch what he says. Holy meaning set apart. That means I come as a sacrifice. I'm a living sacrifice. I ain't dead. He said present your bodies. What? A living sacrifice. Meaning that it's going to be set apart. That it may be acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. He's saying it is your reasonable beser- service. To present yourself before God because of his mercies we don't do this because of 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 of, 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 out of a place of 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 legalism or anything we do this out of a place of what god has done for us through his son and it's because of his mercies that we have not been made that we are not consumed and because now of his mercy we can present ourselves as our bodies as a living sacrifice That is holy, that is set apart for God. That's holy and acceptable unto God. And he says, and do not be conformed to this world. He's saying, do not listen. The world will is in the, in the, in, in the, uh, 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 and the, in the, uh, in the uh, uh, temptation of all of this is to, and you, cause you're living the world. You still live in the world, but you're not of it. But the world system, the allurement of it will try to cause you to conform to this world. But he's saying, don't conform to that mind or that train of thought. Don't conform to that outwardly trained adult that is outside in, in this American dream, that with American apple pies and all of this crazy junk and white picket fence. It don't conform to this system. He said, but be transformed. This word transformed, ladies and gentlemen, is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, metamorphosis ladies and gentlemen, that uh, someone that uh, change. He said, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and this is why the change has to happen first inwardly because when you first give your life to Christ you have to then unlearn a system and you have to trust yourself in a new system which is the way of the spirit because if you walk by the spirit you will fulfill the things of the spirit But if you walk by the flesh, you will fulfill those things of the flesh. And so that's why you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because guess what? If you're not transformed,
0: because the scripture also says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So that means I got to change the way I thought about myself because I was in an old system. But now that I've been transformed, I'm in a new system and I got to think the way Christ thinks of me. And so I gotta be transformed Into this new image Because the old man has died And the new man is now alive And it needs to be renewed To think the way God thinks The things that I would used to think about. Or the things that I used to make decisions on. I see it with a whole new perspective. A kingdom perspective. A spirit perspective. A spirit that's alive. Rejuvenated with God. I don't see it by the flesh.
1: I have to be transformed. By the renewing of my mind. This is an inward thing. God. Ladies and gentlemen, this transformation is mentioned to us at the Mount of Transfiguration. What happened on the Mount of Transfiguration, and what made Jesus' light so beautiful, was not of what was happening outwardly, but they get to the, saw they got a chance to see the glory that was inwardly within Him. Hallelujah!
0: Oh my God, they got to see Jesus, the inward manifestation of who He really was on the Mount of Transfiguration.
1: you want to talk about
0: let your light so shine the light is not what you project outwardly the light of God first projects inwardly and then that fruit of the spirit which Otisia talked about last week will then project outwardly and that's how they will know that you are a child of God and he
1: says that you may that you may approve what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. The reason why we have to be transformed inwardly is so that we can prove that God's will is perfect. Yeah. That we may be able to show the world that while we live in it, that this, this perfect plan of this perfect God is acceptable. And when we were talking about in the behind the scenes message series, is that in Ephesians chapter three, how we be the church, the purpose of the church, ladies and gentlemen, will see unfold the manifold wisdom of God to the, oh my God, to the dark realm, to the rulers of this world. And a part of that is you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove that God's plan that he had for man is perfect. And how else will they come to know Jesus? How else will people come to this transformation unless they first see the projection of his people being the light in the dark world? Ladies and gentlemen, I come with news that the world is getting darker. But as the world gets
0: darker, there has to have people that is like light, a lighthouse that while it's dark around, while they're in the dark sea, there is a light that's shining that, that I can point myself to safety. There, oh, my God. And the reason why people are not pointing to safety is because you think you got to look like them, talk like them, do what they do to get their approval. And that's not how it ever been.
1: Jesus never conformed to where people were. We didn't come to conform. We came to transform. We didn't come to conform
0: to the ways of man. We came to transform. We came to show them a better way. And it looks like to me that we are doing the opposite of what we are called to do.
1: There's a better way of this thing. Hebrews 10 verse 22. How else does this work happen inside out? Here's what he says let the Hebrew writer says let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure Water, ladies and gentlemen, how does the work happen inside out? You got to draw near unto God when you draw near with a true heart, then God can then change your old heart and put a new heart in you. Oh my God!
0: And this is the full assurance that we have in faith because I, we were sprinkled. Oh my God, our hearts were sprinkled from an evil conscience. Our hearts was when you give your life to Christ. Oh my God, God sprinkled you and washed you with this pure water. And what is this pure water? He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that, oh my God, is speaking of the work of the Holy Spirit that is in an individual that regenerates us and brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to the fellowship with Jesus Christ. it don't happen on your
1: own listen y'all hear me with an open heart today listen stop trying
0: to think that you're going to get salvation in your own truth stop thinking that you're going to get salvation in your own self ladies and gentlemen truth is not your personal truth truth ladies and gentlemen is external it belongs to a transcending figure and his name is Jesus he said I am the way the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but said they come through me. He said I am the door. Hallelujah, if anyone wants to walk in, they gotta come through where?
1: Me. (laughs) I've been sprinkled from an evil conscience. (laughs) And my body's been washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, not contaminated. But I've been, this is my full assurance that when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost,
0: hallelujah, oh my God, he's made me pure.
1: And so God, Jesus is telling them, blind Pharisees, cleanse the inside of the cup. But that work ain't meant for you. That work is meant for me. So where are Jesus Jesus given Jesus gave them a command listen I'm going away wait for it cause in a couple of days you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost hallelujah, hallelujah. TCF Pentecost is coming <laughs> and it's in a couple of days cause guess what outwardly these men were cowards they were full, oh my God, of fear. But let me tell you something, when Jesus doesn't work on you inwardly, hallelujah my God the Holy Spirit gives you boldness that you did not have before the Holy Spirit shows you in the way in which you ought to live that you did not know prior to and the Holy Spirit does a work inside out that you
0: can then go and they can say about you and I that these are the people that turn our city upside down oh my God and the reality is is that no more recycling other people you go out out there and get them but before you get them let God touch your heart inwardly really, before you gonna try to judge or minister to somebody let your heart be pure first and then
1: come to them and let them know that God wants to change you inside out that's my prayer I'm finished God is not looking to raise up anybody in this hour that your heart ain't right. Because guess what? You will be exposed. God's not playing with people. Especially as souls are leaving by the thousands. People can see, are starting to see right through the hypocrisy of man. While it may be flawed, I must say that, because not all of it is rooted in the right place. A lot of things that people say against the church is, is, is what you've heard, but you ain't really experienced it. And so you take anything that has ever been said about the church because you really have a real problem with God. If you, let me tell you something, I think it's so funny. This is your people's hypocrisy. If sometimes you don't keep people's opinion from letting you try out a new food spot, but you let people's opinion to keep you away from a church. Yeah,
0: you say that. That's
1: good. Because you all about the people, the people, the people. And you are full of lawlessness, mm, self-indulgence. Yeah. And you put a you put you put a you put an expectation on people that are just as same as you. What are you then? Because even though you may not be a teacher of the law, you still have your form of Pharisaic behavior. (laughs) And my question to you is, God don't care about what you got. You ain't going to tell God it was your people that made me not want to come to you. He ain't going to care. He's going to say this straight up. Depart from me. You work of iniquity. I heard somebody say, hell is a hell of a concept. That's what he said. And I said, well, that concept is gonna be really funny when you find yourself in something that's a reality. (laughs) Because you can choose to believe it that this was the religion and religions made this stuff up. Christianity is beyond some type of religion. (laughs) Christianity is a way of life. And it existed all before time. God had this plan in eternity. Stand to your feet. If you don't know Jesus, I tell you right now, heaven and hell ain't a concept. It's a reality. Thank you. It's a reality. It's a point of fact. I don't preach this for no reason. I preach this with the reality of knowing that there are people that are heading to a place that was not created for them. It wasn't created for none of us. It was created for Satan and the fallen demons. But people end up there because of their own decision. How can a loving God send people to hell. He don't. You do. Jesus says, today I have set before you life and death. Choose ye this day. It's a choice. Your life on the earth is all about your choice. And through your choice will determine where you will end up. Hell ain't made up. People want it to be made up so they can live in their own personal truth to make themselves feel comfortable with what the way they're living and I'm telling you the reason why you're not whole inside is because you're fighting against an almighty God and you gotta do a lot to send yourself to a place you have to skip over his grace you gotta skip over his mercy you gotta do a lot for God For you to end up going to a place that God didn't destined for your life. (laughs) Because of your decision. And I tell you right now, the decision is yours. I ain't here to scare you in anything. It's a point of fact. If you know there the stove has fire and you still touch it and you know you're going to get burned, that's a statement of fact. I offer you Jesus today, not so that you can so much get your way out of hell, is because there's a better way of living. And Jesus says, I'm the way to that. So I can do something in your heart that no money, that no amount of fortune, fame, or pleasure will give you. He's here. You want to rededicate your life to, to Christ? You can do that. There's nothing wrong. Stop listening to the Lottie enemy. He's here. His arms has held out. You want to become a partner of TCF today. You need a church home. TCF can be your home. I would love to be your pastor. I would love to serve you. And along with all the other pastors here, we would love to cover you. Because we in this thing all together. There is not I above the people. We're all in this together. Pastor Brain is working out his salvation just like you got to so that I won't stand up here as a hypocrite before you. Yes, but I'm more concerned about you being part of with Jesus. So say this prayer after me. It's not the prayer that makes you save. It's really the contents of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again for me, that you ascended to the right hand of the father. I'm tired of living this life by myself and I want to make you the Lord over my life. I'm submitting myself to your Lordship today. I will not go another day without you. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. If that's your true heart's desire, if that's your true heart's desire, I believe you're saved. Text that number right now. you're watching online and if you're in here you can fill out that connection card hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus tried and true thank you jesus tried and true hallelujah and with thanksgiving and with thanksgiving i'll be i'll be alive Sanctuary, sanctuary, Lord, for you, Lord, for you. Come on, let this be your heart's desire. Lord, prepare me, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, to be a sanctuary. Come on, pure, pure and whole. on and with Thanksgiving and with thanksgiving come on and I'll be I'll be a living sanctuary sanctuary Lord for you Lord for you come on everybody let's build it up we're going home Lord prepare me Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary, to be a sanctuary. Come on, pure, pure and holy. Come on, tell the Lord, tried and true, tried and true. Hallelujah, and with thanksgiving, and with thanksgiving. Come on, Zion, I'll be. I'll sanctuary sanctuary come on lord for you lord for you come on everybody lord prepare me lord prepare come on i love you jesus to be to be
0: a sanctuary thanks for listening to the get transformed podcast And remember, transformation starts here.